Hey family, it's your boy J-Rated R, and yes, you are tuning in to Pharaoh Radio. Where you heard it here, you heard it first. On Pharaoh Radio family, there are no stereotypes, no discrimination. We talk about everything. There's no filters and there's no censorship. We talk about spirituality, religion, what's going on in the world, relationships, all that, and a whole lot more. So if you're looking for something down to earth or even outside the box, tuning in to Fable Radio with your boy Jay, that's where it's at. So share with your friends and your family. Chime in on Fable Radio, where you heard it here, you heard it first. I'm your boy Jay Read It All, signing off saying to all those, stay blessed, peace, and namaste. Well, 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 peace and blessings, Favorite Radio family, to all across the world, across the land, welcome. It is your boy, J-Rated R. And family, I want to thank those of you who have personally reached out to me. Uh, I want to thank those of you who have responded to my replies and questions and answers that Spotify um, has allowed listeners now for some time now, of course, to be able to respond. And again, your boy has never forgotten about your questions and answers. Eventually that will be coming back. It was just that at the time it was just so much for me to keep, you know, doing not that I couldn't have a show acknowledging you all, but I had a lot going on and I still have a lot, but hopefully uh, the difference now and this a lot versus that a lot is not only was I doing things like production with favorite radio and I was dealing with personal issues. I've, I've already made that mention um, and personal matters. They some linger, some don't. It all depends on what the personal issue is, but we all have them. It's called life. But one thing I will tell you, for those of you who really don't know this, you may have heard it and think it's just something people say. But when you truly stay in the scriptures, no matter what you're going through in life or how you feel, when you ain't got a friend or a so-called friend to turn to, when you ain't got uh, a family member you can turn to, you can always turn to the most high. And you should always put the most high first. The name of today's podcast family is called I Walk Alone, That Lonely Walk. And this is a just a quick down to earth discussion for those of you who are continuously or for the first time, if you're tuning into this show, who are going through something. And we've had many shows where I've talked about that. I think I've got more than enough shows to talk about um, the heart the betrayal of the heart or um, one minute they smiling, the next minute they wilding. I've did all these different podcasts. I've did a lot of podcasts um, where life in itself has been in question, right? And you'll find that if you get, if you're the type of person that's always gravitating to certain people or people or of a certain caliber or type that gravitate to you, 
It's because of the light that you have within you. And I know you don't know probably what that means, a lot of you, but most of you probably do. We're all unique individuals, spiritual individuals. We're all made in the image and likeness of our true creator, who's the creator of this universe that so many of you like to give kudos to in terms of universe. The universe this, the universe that, and that's great. But the universe didn't make itself. Okay. Um, there is going to be a lonely walk. I recently have heard from one of you that, um, you know, you feel lonely even when you're not alone. And that's, that's a common thing. I grew up the only child. So I know what it feels like to be alone and to be lonely. You could be in a house full of people. You could be in your surroundings around a bunch of people and still feel lonely. So um, you feel an outcast. You feel as the black sheep, right? And I hate that they say that, but, you know, most sheep when they're born are black. Um, but here's the thing. You're not alone, no matter how much you feel you are. And it's it good. It's good to have that companionship with someone. It's good to have somebody that's equally yoked with you as a believer. When you when, when you're with somebody who's not a, a believer, it makes it hard. And the scriptures tell us this. And I promise you, I will read that scripture of being equally yoked at the very end. I'm not going to do that right now. I definitely want to thank you all for your support. Please continually spread the word about Pharaoh Radio. If you really love hearing my show, if you really feel that you are in an equally yoked bond with friends and family that wouldn't mind listening to my show. And I have so many shows, family. I talk about a little bit of any and everything. That's why I say on this show, we talk about any and everything. Your boy don't just spit out, uh, you know, sayings without it being true. You know, uh, we are a spiritual based show. We are a society and culture show. We know the one thing that connects all things, no matter whether it's known, unknown, uh, revealed or unrevealed, is what? Spirituality. Because all things have a spirit, not all things have a soul. Um, that's inanimate objects as well, because it's energy. Okay? Um, we talk about everything. And if you just go back and look in the archives of your boy, you look at the titles, you listen to the shows, you'll know that that is true in itself. Um. But I'm a real dude, man. And, and, and for what it's worth, um, I might not always say things that people want to hear. I might not always act a certain way people want me to act. But one thing I am never going to do is shy away from who I am. Now, that doesn't mean I can never not um, learn to be a better person. It doesn't mean that I uh, cannot evolve. And it doesn't mean that I'm not sensitive enough to learn to be more compassionate because that is the very thing I thrive for. But one thing I'd stand on is principles, morals, treating people the way you want them to treat you. That is a very necessity for me. And, and it should be with you. If you're someone that wants to be respected, then you need to give respect. If you want somebody to respect you for who you are, give them a reason to. But don't take disrespect from people that you're showing respect to. Don't tolerate uh, insensitivity when you don't get it back. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Okay? What you give is what you get. And to whom much is given, much is required. All these are truthful sayings in and of themselves. But what good is these sayings if you just only apply them when it matters to you or when you just apply them here and there or don't apply them at all?
We love to call on the Lord when we're going through stuff, when we're at our lowest. We want to call on the Lord then. We want to pray and God this and God that. But what are we doing when we're having a good time and when we ain't thinking about the most high, when we're doing our own worldly things? How much of thanks are we giving to him then? We're not. Most of us. Now, I can't speak for everyone because <laughs> I'm sure out of everyone, somebody is. But majority of us, if we're being honest, we know we don't. Um, again, I have said this numerous times. I've regurgitated this numerous times. This is not a religion. I'm not religious. And even if I were, it wouldn't matter. Because I'd still stand on the truth of what I believe in. And you can call what I, what I talk about religion. Because if you're looking at religion overall, it's basically a traditions of faiths repeated by an individual or a group of people who believe that to be what it is. That in itself can be a religion, not just something that's of a spiritual nature, but religion is a lot like the word insanity in a good way, because insanity we know means crazy if you want to sum it up. But if it's true meaning in its true form is being revealed, it means to simply repeat the same thing, expecting a different result. The whole saying practice makes perfect. Is that not a form of insanity? What are you practicing and why are you practicing? Are you practicing to get better? So what do you do? You keep doing the same thing in hopes of becoming a perfectionist at it, to master it, to, to upgrade your skill set or the level of skill that you have. You hope to get better at it as time persists. And that's what growing up is. It's learning from your mistakes. When you go through something, you deal with it differently. All of these things, when you look at a family, are actually forms of insanity. Because we do things expecting a different result. We keep finding or trying to date for those of you that are out looking for love. You keep trying to look for it in someone hoping to get a different result than you got before. Because you've been through things and you want something different, something more of your caliber, something more on the same level as you. And there's nothing wrong with that. And that doesn't mean that it doesn't happen. But what I want to be realistic in telling you all is this. In this world, be prepared for anything. Expect the unexpected. Because if you just are a person who likes to base things off of what you see on TV, you're going to be disappointed. TV is the one that calls television. Television is to tell lies to your vision. So. I don't have a problem with criticism being critiqued so long as it's being welcomed, because if you're really somebody who's about painting a better picture being a better person, learning from your past mistakes and not repeating them. Hence, this is what repenting is when we tell the Lord we're sorry for something we did in sin that was not right in nature. Repenting isn't just asking for forgiveness. It's repenting from doing it again. Right. It's to turn away from that sin and not to repeat it. Show you backslide. Show you repeat it. He knows that he knows your heart. No man or woman can never tell someone about their heart. But what we can do is judge people based on the fruit that they produce. Meaning, if this is what you keep showing me, you're giving me every reason to believe otherwise. That's common sense. So why get mad at something or someone for something you've done in the past in the same pattern? This person is going to feel again that you're doing the same types of things. 
Whatever it is, family, whatever it is. And it, and, it, and it applies to you and me as well. But when we start getting upset over little silly stuff because we don't want the truth to come out. See, this is why people shy away from the light because they have things that they're doing in the dark and the light reveals those things. The light is a representation of the truth, whereas the dark is a representation of that which is hidden from from people's knowing or knowledge or awareness. And what people do, as I've told you in the scriptures many a times, we read it all throughout the scriptures. What you do in the dark will be brought to the light. All right. And so. People who have a guilty conscience will try to use guilt trips and gaslighting to reverse psychologically a saying back on you. That's the two quote K I was telling you about. Then they'll try to make these things up about you being a saint when you know you're not, when you said you're not, and when it's clear that you're not. They'll say, oh, you're holier than thou. You're a saint, right? No, I'm not a saint. But if we really want to be technical about what that is, Kodesh or Kodeshim, meaning saints, plural, it means to set the, the set apart from, the set apart ones. That's the whole reason why being holy means to set apart from. It means to be the opposite of. To not be categorized in the same category as others. And it doesn't make you better. The whole point of doing something right is to be better at it or have matured and becoming a better person for it. And if you have a problem with someone being better or bettering themselves, you need not be around them type of people if it's going to offend you. Now, if somebody's trying to portray themselves as being better than you and putting themselves on a pedestal and judging you and looking down on you and snob in a snobbish way and being uh, derogatory and, and defaming your character, then, of course, that's another reason to get away from them, because they are entitled, privileged, egotistical people who are not doing things for the better. Being better means to humble yourself as well. It means to suffer through humiliation in order to find humility. So people who like to give themselves titles and say they're this and that, them the people that are the most lost because they're they're bonding to their own BS, right? The delusion is so strong that I wouldn't even waste more time and energy on such a person. And if they felt that they were so much better than you, they wouldn't waste time talking about you. Think about that. If you've been what somebody else has been, if you know better than what they know, you should be showing it through. A different way. Now, you can say what you need to say to a person and move on. But if you keep riding a person and you acting snobbish about it, you really haven't matured yourself. You just have something on that person that you want to keep holding over their head, basically, uh, and you won't let it go. And now there's a difference when someone's hurt and, and they're letting somebody know how they feel. It's a difference. You got to know the differences. We don't have time on this show to talk about all the little innuendos and all the differences here and there about how and why a person acts the way they act. But that walk is lonely no matter what. And some people shy away from it and they don't ever want to feel it. So what they do is they substitute it with drugs, sex, clubbing, uh, being around as many people. Now, it's good to be around good, positive people, to network yourself with good. Remember, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15, 33, you hear me quote this a lot lately, that evil communications corrupt good manners. And so you can only think that if that's what evil communication does, what does good communication do? Evil communication corrupts, right? Good manners. 
But good communications encourage good manners. So what is good and what is evil? That's the next question. Well, evil to me is anything, obviously, if we're talking about the Bible's way and the only way of looking at it, evil is anything that the Lord says not to do. The Bible is instructions, family. If you don't read it from beginning to end, and I don't want to keep hearing this, it's so hard to read. This is why I tell you to get a translation. Y'all got to want to do stuff, all right? No one's going to make nobody do anything. Nobody's going to take a gun and hold it up against your head. And even if they did that, you still wouldn't be getting it for the right reasons. You'd just be fearing for your life. You wouldn't be understanding what you're doing. And it would be the wrong approach to take on somebody. Hey, you're going to read this Bible. Click. Pow. <laughs> you know, that then that that's that's wrong of the person to do that because first of all, they just committed a crime. They just put a gun to somebody's head and they threaten them. Thou should not kill. Right? Do unto others as you have them do unto you. Would somebody want them putting a gun to their head? No, they wouldn't. But we do a lot of malice things when we're angry, when we're not ourselves. The old Snicker commercial is you're not you when you're hungry. Well, you're not you when you're angry. And when you're full of anger, demonic forces, oh, man, that's like a moth to a flame. That beacon of light that you have that's now vibrating on such anger and is sending out a wave and it's calling them, letting them know, hey, this person's in full rage. Now we need more demons to come in and not only eat off of it, but to promote it so it'll get even worse. And when rage takes over, bad things happen. Murder or, uh, or even not just murder. It doesn't get any worse than murder, but somebody getting viol you know, violated in a violent act. Things are said at an all time on a level of hate now rather than just discuss. <sighs> so that walk is lonely. I know. Family, we're going to go ahead and take our first commercial break. When we return, we shall return out to these messages. I'm your boy, J. Read It All. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hey, 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 fam. It's your boy, J. Read It All. And it is 2022. That's right. A brand new year, a fresh start. And I just want to thank each and every one of you who have been supporting your boy all the way up to now. And hey, if you're new, welcome. I hope that you find everything and more with us here on Figaro Radio. Join our community. Be a part of our family. Because you too or a part of the Pharaoh Radio family. Family, this year makes the third year that Pharaoh Radio has been up strong and running. And I must say, I'm very blessed. I didn't know that we would be this far into a third year. And I don't know what the year is going to bring. But if I'm blessed to still be here, Fable Radio will continue and continue strong it will. We have many, many things to come, fam. Oh, yeah. 
And I have to say it's all due thanks to the creator of all things, first and foremost, to my cousin, FCFVA, but most of all, family, I owe it all to you, the listeners, the audience, the very people who take time out of their day to listen to your boy, who supported me in many different ways, who emailed me, who have donated. None of that would have been possible without you. And I hope that we can continue to grow together. Family, this year, we got so much more in store. And it's going to take the help of each and every one of you to continue to keep it going like you've been helping me do in these last two years. Like I said, I don't know what the future holds for myself or any of you. But as long as we are here, we might as well do something positive together. Information is always ongoing. It's ever growing and we are always ever learning. So definitely, definitely support your boy. Get the word out. Share my link with people on social media and family. I'm going to urge you, please, please donate. It helps Pharaoh Radio immensely. Again, I don't pocket that. That is your investment into Pharaoh Radio. Well, family, it's definitely that time. You already know who it is, what it is, and that's what I always say. To yours truly. On that note, family, I hope you all stay blessed. And as always, I'm your boy J Rated All signing off saying, I'm out. Peace. And namaste. All right, we are back. I'm your boy, Jay Rated R, and you are tuning in to Pharaoh Radio. We heard it here. You heard it first. No doubt. We are talking about I walk alone, that lonely walk. And family, I want you all to know something. Life is hard. We have moments where we're spared. A lot of us are in different places in our life in terms of how we feel, what our experiences are, the knowledge we've gained, our mature level, So many things factor into who we are and what we are and why we are the way we are. And I think at times we lose sight of things because there's so much going on. Some of you have had your life, in a sense, stripped or taken from you. Your pride, your integrity, your dignity. And you've had to try to rebuild from that. Um losses someone or that you love dearly or a beloved one may have been taken from you quicker than you may have expected or didn't expect situations can take a turn in the twinkling of an eye and all you and I can do is just experience what those things are in the moment 
we have no control over a lot of those things. And it's hard because people make you feel that way. Life in itself makes you feel that way. And if we're talking strictly on a biological level, a physical level of this third dimensional plane we call physical life. All of that is enough being said in itself to make anyone feel the way that I just described. And life is so much more than that, but it is it's balance. And um, if you don't know how to take in the balance or deal with it, sometimes it can be overwhelming, extremely hard, difficult to reason with and come to terms with, come to grips in reality with. I get it. You know, I do. If you've been walking with me, you know, I get it. That still is not enough to say, though, that because someone else has went through it, that it's any easier for you. Because as you're going through something, you're dealing with something in that moment that you have to go through. And we're very moody beings. It's not just a a feminine quality that our female sisters share. Um, because they have so much going on in their bodies. The nature of a woman is, um, it's very puzzling to the opposite sex at times, to a man. And that's because as much as we are equals and have a lot of similarities, there's a lot of differences as well. And that's what makes us bond. It's what makes us who we are. It's, It's to help us communicate and learn the other one. But a lot of times there's always this huge barrier, a wall between uh, men and women where the communication is not always equally warmth and giving and welcoming. Excuse me. And um, it can cause dissension, disharmony, a disruption, if you will, and the balance. There is no monopoly on suffering. And I say that with a humbled heart because who am I to say that my experiences are greater than yours or vice versa? And to each their own, to who come out of these experiences, but yet it leaves them scarred in a sense. Now the old sayings are, you know, The Lord would never give you more than you can bear. Excuse me. And um, what doesn't kill you will make you stronger. And there's truth to all of those things, especially the first one, because the Lord doesn't give you any more than he knows you can handle. You and I may not feel that way, but yet you're still here. And it may leave you feeling a little off. Moving forward, it may make you seem crazier. Because what is crazy anyway? It's things that we can't explain to a normalized society. Or we can't normalize because it's not part of what people consider normalcy. So anything that is not welcome in the normal sense, it's ostracized, marginalized, or excluded, exiled, undermined. You know what I'm saying? It's irrelevant. But it those, it's those very things, family, that make those other things relevant. 
we like to say a lot of times, make it make sense. I know I say that a lot. And sometimes we just can't fathom whatever it is to make it make sense. And if it makes sense to us, it's hard to get everyone else on that same board with you so that they can see it. And that's why I've always mentioned throughout these podcasts, the three levels of truth or acceptance. Because of the mindset that we are in, folks can't always know what's going on with you because they don't walk in your shoes. So that's why I said. I walk alone this lonely walk. It doesn't mean that there aren't those of you who can't relate to what someone else is going through or that they can't relate to you on what you're going through. This is why when we find the right types of people to network, to bond with, um, we hold on to them tight because you can relate to one another. It makes your communication that much better. If you notice, if you've ever watched movies and this happens in real life, but I'm going to say something that I think we all can relate to because there are those of us who've never had the actual experience but we can say we've watched movies that have portrayed this. If you've ever watched a movie where you see somebody who doesn't know somebody that well or doesn't know them at all, and they all go through some traumatizing, dramatic experience, and they end up surviving it together. You ever notice just in that small, shorter time, even in the movie time, like in the movie time, it could be three, four days a week. Now, to us, it's an hour and a half to two hours of watching it. But for them in the movie, time is this has been going on for days weeks sometimes months and it doesn't matter the, the the length of time in the movie right whatever those people or persons have gone through together and came out of it together it created a bond that they will forever have and they're not the same as they were before coming into it before they were strangers coming out of it they've developed a bond that they would have that would have naturally took had they say if they were the opposite sex who would end up liking each other or being friends. Right. Might have taken months to week, uh, months to years to develop just a third of that type of bond. But when you go through something dramatic, it seems to instantly create a connection. It almost fast forwards itself and skips time in itself to create the ultimate bond because you both went through something traumatizing. Not only can you both relate to it and you may, you may respond to it or act out differently than the other one, you know, but you know what it was because you both went through it. Ideally, you got through it together. That in itself, usually, not always, creates this un- speakable bond that people have why do I say this well let's look at the title of this this podcast again it's called I walk alone that lonely walk when you go through something with someone it creates an emotional a telepathical And a very, very powerful spiritual soul binding connection. You become 
interchangeable, unbreakable. Because you've poured yourselves into one another with nothing to hide. You were at your purest because your life depended on it. You put the ultimate trust in one another. And if you didn't have it while you were going through it, well, you had it when you got through it together. When it was all said and done. That is ultimately what being connected and bonding with someone is. Having that bond, it's unbreakable. There are many ways to create a bond between someone. Obviously, sex is one of those things, and this is why we shouldn't abuse the privilege or to act out in an immature way when it comes to giving ourselves to someone freely. When you're not just sharing bodily fluid and intertwining bodily connection, you're actually spiritually giving each other your energy, your spirit, man and woman, and your soul. And you're creating what is called a tie or a bond. In doing so, it creates an ultimate connection that is hard to breach, hard to separate, hard to um, put away. Because in that bond, family, you almost meet the creator. How, how so? Because in that moment, in that instance, you realize you're not alone. You don't feel lonely. You know why you don't feel lonely when you have that kind of bond? Because you can feel one another. You're that connected. On a telepathic, spiritual level, you feel what they feel. You know what they feel. You've been through what they're going through. You can relate to each other. It's not just an external thing of feelings anymore. It becomes an internalized feeling. It becomes a, a knowing rather than a, I don't know or I, I hope so or, you know, I pray that it is. No, you know. Because you're pouring into each other on the deepest level you can ever pour into someone. And that's spiritually. Once you strip the layers of flesh and the external and all the charade and the pretending and all of the, uh, the, the putting on the layers and all of that stuff. Once you get beyond and below all of that off the surface and right into the deepest core of each other, you're so vulnerable. You're so open to one another. You have no choice but to know the truth. And the truth is, you know each other so well because you experienced something that shattered all of that external stuff when it mattered the most. That's what it comes down to with bonding, communication. And I'm not saying you have to go through something traumatizing or dramatic with someone in order to grow closer to them. But what I'm saying is, when life is put on the line and you don't know what you're made out of until you're tested and you have to... Love is the greatest sacrifice, is it not? The Bible tells us that giving your, li your life for someone you care about is the greatest of sacrifices is what love is. Now, in order to prove yourself, that don't mean giving your life away just to give it away. I'm talking about you making a sacrifice that's not just about yourself. Parents do it all the time. Mothers do it every day when they're giving birth. And men do it as well with different things. Helping someone, even if you don't know them, shows how much love you have in terms of not making it about yourself. And that means that that is a bond that is meant to be. That is a bond that is created. Now, like I said, it happens most times that way, not maybe all the time for other reasons that I'm not going to go into. But let's be realistic. It does happen. 
either way. So while you're thinking about that, we're going to go into our next commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to go a little bit deeper on this. I'm your boy, J Rated R. You are tuning in to Fable Radio. Please don't go anywhere. We will return after these messages. Stay tuned. What's going on, fam? It's your boy, Jay Rated R. That's right. You are tuning in to Pharaoh Radio. Well, you heard it here. You heard it first. No doubt. Now, y'all know you've been asking me for quite a, t- a long time. What about our website, Jay? You keep saying you're going to have one. Well, check this out. The new Pharaoh Radio website is still in the process, but we have another website that we have just came out with. I'm very happy about it. It's definitely new, high quality, and... Well, you better get in there while stuff still sells. That new website is called Jewelry of the Nile. That's right. Jewelry of the Nile. Now, I'm a big movie fan. And if you notice the title, I got the idea from the movie Jewel of the Nile with Michael Douglas, Kathleen Turner and Danny DeVito. On this high quality jewelry website, we have necklaces, bracelets, neck chains, rings, earrings and much, much more. We're starting off at 50% on certain things. So make sure you go over there and check it out. And we have gift cards. Now, check out the site. Send your boy an email at jratedr at favoradio.com to let me know what you think. If not, send me an email at jratedr at jewelryofthenile.com in reference to the information that we have all in reference to our jewelry site. So make sure you head on over there. Now, if you need the spelling, here it is, because it's a bit tricky. Yes, the site's called jewelryofthenile.com. Well, Jewelry of the Nile is the name. But here's the website. www.j is in J-R, E-W-E-L hyphen R-Y-O-F-T-H-E-N as in Nancy, I-L-E dot com. So don't forget to put that hyphen in the word jewelry. That's J-E-W-E-L hyphen R-Y of the Nile dot com. Make sure you support your boy. We're finally getting some things done. And I know a lot of you are definitely going to be excited. I know I am. If you have any questions, you know how to hit me up. That's jewelry of the Nile dot com. Head on over there. Buy yourself something nice. We got holidays coming, fam. Birthdays are always around the corner. And special occasions. Send that special loved one or that significant other a thank you. Treat him with something nice. Heck, treat yourself. You won't regret it. That's jewelryofthenile.com. www.jewelryofthenile.com. I'm your boy J Rated R. Y'all stay blessed. And as always, family, peace and namaste. All right, all right, family, we are back. You're talking to your boy, Jay Rated R. That's right. The one and only here on Pharaoh Radio. Well, you heard it here. You heard it first. No doubt. We are talking about 
walking alone that lonely walk and that's just about all of us at some point in our lives some more than others it's a step into progression it's a step into learning reflective aspects of oneself it's a step in gaining new experiences along the way to mature your character to mature your personality and to mature your whole entire being the maturation in which exists is heavily predicated upon whether or not you're receiving the right lessons in life and who's to say whether or not the lessons that you learn or come across or receive are absolutely the adequate ones that you need to experience if you are asking for opinions and in this case my opinion on that is anything that you experience is always a lesson that's necessary and needed to learn in order to move to the next aspect or the next session or whatever it's just like school we go through naturally a standard of 12 years including pre-k if some of you go to pre pre-k which is pre-kindergarten right before you go to kindergarten and you start counting the years you have elementary school and you have what's middle school or what they call junior high and that's what we were calling it when we were coming up dad or middle school and then you have high school now some of the things you realize after you've went through all the those years of schooling some things you need to know obviously you need to learn from the from the beginning of school when it first starts for you at a young age how to read how to write how to count those things are very important so math and science are always needed in some shape form or fashion english as well if the predominant language is english depending on where you are where you're from and how you grew up everything else would be basically uh, an extra credit an extra curriculum or maybe a class that's needed for credit again but those things usually come about when there's college that you're looking into next after 12 years of school now some of these things you learn in school you'll never use in your entire life so some of us ask what is the what is the reasoning or the need for it but you never know what you may come across what skill set you may need and having that well that's always a bonus or a plus but i agree most of the things that you learn in school i think it's just to cover a lot of time what they need to do is start teaching kids how to do uh stuff like trades trading and and um you can't go wrong when you learn how to do stuff like that. Um, skill sets matter. You can always work with your hands. The Bible tells us to keep a man out of trouble or for him to redeem himself. If he's done some wrong is to give him give him work. All right. And I believe that's in uh, Ephesians chapter four, verse 28. And uh, it's his way of making up for anything that may have been 
done in the past that wasn't supposed to be done to reconciliate or whatever the case is. Give a man work. Make him useful in a positive manner. Help him to rebuild his character and to reestablish the integrity of himself as well as those he may have committed an offense against or two. So um, that's how you get back on track in each other's good graces, doing things to earn and build the trust once again that may have been lost as best as you can and to bring some good out of that which was not so good before out of the bad can come some good and uh, that's kind of how we are you know we're born into a world of sin and a sinful nature we're stained but when we repent and uh, we get baptized in Yahusha's name uh, to the Heavenly Father and we repent of our sins and things like that we become reborn renewed beings in Christ and so uh, all your former things that you were known to be or were or experienced those things no longer apply to you that's the old you and you're not to look at those things or act the same again as you once were uh, because now you're through grace have been given a new life and that of the Holy Spirit. But here's the thing, family. Life in itself is always a rebirth. Now, this is not me saying you don't need to be baptized in Yahusha's name. No, please don't take it that way. Let me clarify. Be real quick before somebody jumps to the next something that's not <laughs> where I'm going. But um, it's a prime example is what I was trying to say. That every moment in life from a child up to an adult. We're going through progressive stages, changes. We're going through mature levels of puberty. We're going through a growth process emotionally, mentally, spiritually, as well as physically. It all is intact. It's all one and the same. It all comes into alignment if it's properly appropriated, that is. Um, so the matter of the, of, of the whole ordeal is this. Every day is a learning lesson. Every day we are to grow. Every day we are to be better than the day before. Every day we are to be more thankful, more humbled uh, through humility. We are to be more appreciative because we know that each day is a day closer to death than, say, the day before. No one man or woman is an island and nobody knows the day or the hour of their departure. No more than we know the day or the arrival of the Most High, but we know the season. He gave us the signs. He told us the things to look forward to and to look at and to uh, to stay aware of. And this is how we have to, to, to do in our everyday life. That path is going to be a lonely one because it's a path only for you. Right. It's a path of growth. So in saying that, family, I'm not going to prolong. We're going to take our last commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to discuss this path and then we're going to close it out. I'm your boy, Jay Redidaw. You are tuning in to Favorite Radio. Don't go anywhere, family. We shall return after these messages. Stay tuned. Hey, 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 family. It is your boy, Jay Read It All. And that's right, you are tuning in to Pharaoh Radio. Where you heard it here, you heard it first. No doubt. We're going to give a special 
special shout out to a very near and dear friend of mine. She's a woman filled with the spirit of Christ, filled with the spirit of the most high. And I want you all to definitely take your time out to support Miss Caroline Yotzia. She is definitely somebody that can make your day better. She's definitely filled with the word fam. And you can check her out on her Anchor podcast or her Spotify podcast called Rock Cut Channel. That's called Rock Cut Channel. And it's spelled all in one word. R-O-C-K-C-U-T and then the word channel. Live on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts and many, many more. So if you're looking for inspiration and upliftment of encouragement and you want to get the word on the day-to-day life of what's going on in the world, definitely check out Miss Yotia's channel. She definitely will make not only your day better, but she'll educate you at the same time. We want to thank her here on Pharaoh Radio for all that she does locally as well as globally all around the world. So definitely take your time out to support her, subscribe to her channel, and much, much more. I'm your boy, Jay Read It All. You are tuning in to Pharaoh Radio. Go check out Rock Cut Channel by Miss Caroline Yotzia. Y'all take care. Stay blessed. And as always, family, I'm out. Peace and namaste. Alright family, we are back I'm your boy Jay And we are talking about Our walk alone That lonely walk And I just want you all to know You're not alone There's a lot of pain to go around For everyone And I want you to know No matter what you're dealing with Or what you've ever been told Or how you've ever been treated or whatever you've ever experienced, however dramatic, traumatizing, loathsome, vile, or disgusting. If you've ever been told you'll never be more than what you are, if you've ever been told that you'll never amount to anything, if anyone has ever mistreated you in any kind of way, I want you to know that you are worth it. You are not something that is vile or disgusting or beneath the the very ground that we walk on. And I know we've all dealt with different things. We've had losses in our lives, whether that be somebody we care about or whether it was something that we were doing that we were very talented at and we felt like we were contributing and being a major contribution to society. We were putting smiles on people's faces. We felt important. We felt needed. And then when you have that stripped away from you, taken away from you abruptly, without warning, and you're already trying to 
embrace everything that comes your way and internalize it and say to yourself, I'm going to make it. I'm going to do better. And then something comes along and just boom, knocks you right on your ass. Now you start asking God questions. Why me? What did I do so bad to deserve this? And then you start having doubt in yourself to some degree or some formality. You start doubting others. Trust becomes an issue. You name it. Anything that's of a lower frequency, you're experiencing it. And sometimes you feel like you're the blame for all of it because nothing you do is ever good enough. No matter how much you try to change your tone, change your approach, take a different route, you seem to just be without answers. You keep coming up on a dead end. And I get it. Lord knows I get it. And as a man, as a heterosexual man, I feel like I pretty I have a pretty tough ex- exterior that uh, my dexterity is in place. But let me tell you something, family. Even the toughest guy can be broken. And I'm not saying I'm the toughest, but I know I'm definitely not the weakest. And being weak does not mean because you shed a tear or you sh- you open yourself vulnerably to, s- to certain people. That doesn't imply weakness. But some people have been raised to think so. Some people have been through so much in their life that they know if they give anybody an inkling of anything that they truly feel, that it leaves them open and vulnerable for an attack to be violated, exposed, or exploited. And unfortunately, we live in a world where it's cold like that and people have ulterior motives and people want to see you. um, They want to see you hurt, crush you, plot your demise, you name it. Negativity exists, no doubt. It definitely exists. But the scriptures teaches us no matter what long suffering or adversity or whatever type of weapon is formed against you, it won't prosper if you have the most high in your life. And you have to truly believe that. Can't just call on the most high whenever things go bad for you. And we have a knack of doing that. We always wanna call on God when things are at their worst, when we're at our lowest. When we don't feel there's a friend in the world to pick us up, now we want to give the most high a call. But what about that call when things were good? And when you were out doing your own thing and having a worldly time and didn't think twice about the creator? What about then? You see, I've been subject to those things in my life. I've done that. So I'm not putting judgment on any particular people or persons or anyone for that matter. I'm saying we must learn to judge ourselves as the scriptures tell us so that we can bypass the judgment when it comes to us by him. You don't want to be judged by him. You want to be rewarded by him. You want him to say, I'm proud of you, my son or my daughter. You came out of it. I'm proud of you. Now, here's your crown. Here's your glorified body. Because he will give you a new heart and a new spirit, like Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 26 says. But if you don't believe it and you just want to do things your way because you feel safer. 
and you rather save your own life and lose it in the end through eternal damnation than to give your life up to him and be given a life abundantly, more abundantly, eternal life because the gift of the most high is life. Life is a gift. And we take it for granted, just like we take each other for granted every day. We take him for granted. And we walk that path that is lonely because we're individuals. We've been through a lot. I know you've been through a lot. I can feel a lot of your pains. I haven't been through everything everybody's been through, but I've been through enough of my own to know how it feels. And I get it. There's some things that some of us will never know that others have gone through. A mother, for instance, is a precious gift to man because a woman can carry life within herself. And if something like that happens where she is unable to bear that child healthy and alive, well, that's a pain that nobody should ever have to feel. Nobody should ever have to bear. And yes, as a father, I know how that feels, but as a woman, a a mother, I will never know how that feels because she carried that life inside for as long as that baby had even came into existence. To walk that path and to have to experience that type of pain, that type of loss, it brings me to tears. These are the type of things that can hurt a person, can break a person. And I understand the adversity a lot of times what doesn't kill you will make you stronger. But you got to get through it first. And the most high, he knows us better than we know ourselves. Because he is the truth, the way, and the life. No one can get to the father unless we go through his son, Yahusha. Family, I'm going to tell you something. What you're hearing me talk about right now, I have already said it prior. But because I had a technicality, once again, it didn't go through. So I'm doing this over again. You just don't know about it. But that's okay because I'm, um, I'm willing to do this for you all. And I'm willing to show and prove to the most high that I walk by faith, not by sight. You see, that's how the devil works, man. He would take something that you're doing and will try to ruin it because he is a liar from the fire. He only comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That's all he is. What does the Bible say about being alone in loneliness? Well, there's instances or references in the Bible where the Most High is assuring his followers that they will never be alone or lonely. 
whether they're single or married, as long as they have faith in him. Yahusha himself says that being single can be a good thing for those to whom it has been given. But what does the Most High say about loneliness? Well, in Psalms 34, verse 18, family, I know it tells us that the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and he saves those who are crushed in spirit. I know a lot of you, many of you, including myself, know what it feels like to be brokenhearted. If you've ever suffered any type of loss in your life, whether it's something that you were really good at doing or whether it was something that pertain to a family member or a child or whatever your passion was, if you had it stripped from you suddenly or taken from you and you felt like there was just no hope of getting yourself back on your feet. I know what it feels like. I know what it feels like to lose a home when you're a very responsible adult who's always worked hard and micromanaged and kept money in. You always helping anybody you could, especially loved ones, when they were down and didn't have much or couldn't pay their bills. I know what it's like not to have food in your house, lights in your house. I know what it's like to be in a cold apartment with no electricity, zero degrees, or in the teens, freezing. And there's no wood place to put a fire and wood in start a fire there's no heat pump furnace because you don't have electricity all you have is candles if that and you have to put a bunch of comforters on your bed and wear a lot of clothes just so you can stay warm I've been through that I know how that feels and some of you know how that feels you don't know where your next meal is going to come from. And yeah, I've always had family I could turn to. But, you know, there was a time I didn't want my family to even know I was going through all of that. Because it was too embarrassing. Because it just wasn't who I was. I've always been a man who's always been resourceful. Who's always worked hard. Saved his money. I've always been the type of guy who always have kept things going. So that, you know, if something like that ever happened, I'd have something to fall back on. But I had got caught off guard. And I got back to some form of normalcy since that time, obviously. But it hasn't been an easy road. And I don't expect anybody to have a uh, pity pat party for me. But I shared this realism with you all because I want you to know you're dealing with a real person. This is not just a guy having a podcast show who's just killing some time. No, this is a man who has went through those same things and those same changes as a lot of you. And, you know, when you lose your job or have your jobs that you had backups on, none of that stuff goes wary on you. And, uh, you know, you go through... uh, uh, relationship changes and breakups while you're going through losing your home and um, your job, you ask yourself, what have I done? What type of karma or what type of things have I did to get all of this come down on me all at the same time? 
Where are your friends at then? The ones that say you're so cool and they love you and they got your back. And if you need anything, they hit them up. Where are they? You see, I walk this lonely path. I walk alone this lonely path. Just like many of you. And whether we're all with someone or not, we still feel lonely at times, don't we? We've been around a lot of people and yet we still feel like we're by ourselves. Because people can't relate to you. People will talk to you when things are good or when it's something in it for them. But when you're really down and out and you're not shining and you're not looking as good as you normally do. When things are not just on point like they normally have been. Where are these same people? You see, all you have is the most high. And no matter if you are a sibling had brothers and sisters, if you had twins or someone was born right after you, you still have to come into this world individually, one at a time, and you leave this world individually. So you'll stand before the most high on judgment day individually. And that's the thing we don't give a damn or think two cents about while we're in our worldly behavior until something comes and we have to call on him. Instead of just giving him praise every day, even when we're going through hell. We should still give him blessings and praise because he's doing it to build you into a better person. And we don't always see that, especially when we're going through tough times and a drought and uh, losses and, and just bad. One bad thing after the next. And you're just like, man, does he really love me? You question him because I know I have. But I feel your pain. And I want you to know you are somebody. And it's okay if you got to cry to get it out of you. Release the toxins in yourself. You didn't got to be so tough, my man. Just be yourself. It take a real man to let those type of emotions out. Sisters, you don't have to hold back. Let that pain out. Give him praise. Thank him for getting you through all of the hell you've been going through or been through. You are a witness to the glory of the father. Testify in his name. Don't be ashamed of him. 2020 was one of the worst years, but it was a blessing at the same time. But I didn't see it always as a blessing because I came into 2020 already having a hell of a year in 2019. 2019, that earlier part of the year is when I lost my home. 2018 is when I lost my job. (laughs) And I've always been the type to have more than one thing I do. But I tell you this, you can micromanage, you can have money saved for a rainy day, and you can be doing really well for yourself until one thing happens and then a monopoly of just dominoes takes place. One thing after the next. I'm going to tell you something. I started learning a whole lot about life in a different way when I had to uh, adjust. And then I had to move into my family's home in uh, late 2019, I believe. And uh, I had met a wonderful woman at that time. And uh, I just tell you, man, a lot of things have transpired since then. But then they went downhill very fast, shortly after. COVID hit in 2020. People started dying. My grandfather was one of them. 
celebrities and sicknesses took place because of that stuff and we already know about that and had losses on top of losses on top of losses while I was trying to gain my um, my confidence and uh, get myself back to a place of normalcy I was also working out and water and intermittent fasting and I started getting muscular and cut but I went through a hard heavy regimen I'm gonna tell you something I walk alone that lonely path that lonely walk it built character but it took away a lot I went through still some healing and still I'm going through healing it's not always it's not a hundred percent for me it changed me in a lot of ways. It made me more harder, more bitter to a degree. and uh, But it made me more sensitive, too. It may have helped me to pray. And uh, I saw the power of prayer work in my life like I never have before. And I've always given the most high credit, you know, but I probably should have given him a lot more credit throughout my entire life. And I didn't always do that. And um, he allowed me to make the decisions. He gave me what I asked going into 2021. And um, for a while, things were looking uh, looking positive for a brother, you know. And then that fall came again, harder, but in a different way. And, um, you know, especially when it involves others, when it involves people you care about, whether it's family, or whether it's a relationship, or whether it's... Uh, Friendship, You know, I had a lot of things going on with people in general in 2021. As if I didn't have enough of that in 2020. But again, adversity always comes knocking when you least expect it. And it comes to test your faith. It comes to see, okay, I got him last time. Let's see how he acts this time. Let's see what, I, what else I can take away from him. Let's see what else I can put him through. And uh, I felt like Job. <laughs> in the Bible, I did, man. I felt like the devil went to the most high and, and they placed a wage over me and, and, and wanted to test my faith. I, that's, that's exactly how I felt because my faith has been tested numerous times. My personality, my character, my, my integrity, everything, how I acted, what I've said to others, what I've done, what I haven't done. It's been tested, man. And you get to a point sometimes you feel like you, you get tired of being a damn test dummy. But that's where the word testament comes from. You don't have a testament if you're not being put through any type of test, any type of trials, tribulations. And what's to come that the scriptures talk about, it hasn't even gotten here yet. And we're already living in a world where things are already becoming an all-time high in itself. So I say that to say this, family. Psalms 34 verse 18 says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. But there's also in the book of Psalms where the writer gives us a prayer to the Most High in times of loneliness and it basically says, I am lonely and afflicted. 
Relieve the troubles of my heart and free me from my anguish. And I believe that's in Psalms 25, uh, verses 16 through 17. The Lord is telling us that he will be there in our times of trouble to lay our burdens on him. But those things in Psalm, I can relate to them. That's why they are very close to me because I am lonely and afflicted. Relieve the troubles of my heart and free me from my anguish. That's in Psalms 25, family. And I just told you Psalms 34, 18 says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted, and he saves those who are crushed in spirit. Have you ever been so low in your spirit that you just didn't want to be here no more? Now, I know that sounds like a cliche to a lot of people when they feel depressed or lonely, lonely or at a lowliness. But it's the truth. And I don't care how much of a strong constitution you normally have or how well built you are inside or how sturdy your foundation is. You can always be broken. Even the even the strongest person can be made to be broken. If you know how to break them, if you know how to get around their fortress of solitude. Because at the end of the day, we're still human beings. And without the creator in our lives, shielding us at all times, we can be made vulnerable and susceptible just about to anything in general. You know, the Bible says the days were shortened for the elect's sake. Because if it wasn't, no flesh would be saved. No one would survive. This devil, whom a lot of you don't even believe exists, Yet I know better. He's coming down to this planet in these latter times with great wrath. For he knows his time is short. And it says to woe unto the inhabitants of the earth and the sea because of his wrath. This is the same devil in Revelation 12 that will deceive all the nations. Not some, not a few, but all. And yet here we are being petty. Here we are, not giving a damn when it matters the most, not turning our lives fully over to the creator and asking him to guide us through all of this and get us out of this anguish that we're going through. We need the most high more now than ever. And it's a shame we only turn to him when we're at our lowest. But are we giving him thanks even when we're at our greatest? Are we thanking him for even being at our lowest? Because he does this to build our character. And I know it doesn't seem that way at first. A lot of you wonder, well, how does the Bible, or what does the Bible say about fighting loneliness? It tells us to pray, to journalize, reading the scriptures, and even sitting in silence with him. Sitting in silence with the Most High can help you refocus on him and depend more on him. See, he wants us to depend on him all the time, not some of the time or not a few times, but because he's giving you and I free will, he allows us to do as we see fit. But what we do doesn't seem to work, does it? Because as the scriptures tell us, there is a way that seemeth right to a man, but the end thereof is death. But he gives us that ability. He tells us that all things are expedient, but not all things are lawful. 
Let me go ahead and rephrase that. All things are permissible, but not all things are beneficial. So I said the first part backwards. It's supposed to be, if I'm not mistaken, all things are lawful, but not all things are expedient. That means that everything is permissible, but it's not all beneficial. And that's in first Corinthians chapter 10, verse 23 or first Corinthians chapter six, verse 12. See, when we have a strong connection with the most high, that connection enables you and I to cope better with the feelings of loneliness by focusing our attention away from ourselves and onto him. And the reason why loneliness seems so powerful is because solitude improves psychological well-being. That's common sense. You can get that from a uh, psychiatrist will tell you that. But a lot of us who've had to be alone in some of the roughest times, we have become stronger for it. Have we not? Now, stronger doesn't necessarily mean we've become healed in how we conduct ourselves, because some of that has turned also into bitterness. Some people seem what they consider harder or meaner. Some of us don't give a damn what nobody thinks because we've been through too much to worry about what other people think. Because we'll ask ourselves, where were those people at when I was going through this? And I understand that attitude very well. Uh, but it's nonetheless, it's true that people think that way and feel that way. You know, what gets me is you have all these people in your corner when you're doing really well. You have so-called friends and brothers and sisters and family and all this to tell you that if you need anything, if you ever in a bind, I'm here for you. If you ever want somebody to talk to, if you need a hug, hit me up. And the moment adversity hits you, the moment that talk that they gave you comes to the test, you're left standing in the cold, metaphorically or literally speaking, with no hand to help you except the one at the end of your own arm. When you need a hand up with something, nobody is available. Other people got shit going on and you can't blame them for everything. I'm not saying put your burdens on man, but people make it sound so convincing when they say they'll do whatever they can to help you. You're not, you're not expecting everything to always be monetarily. Of course not. People don't have it like that. They got their own issues, problems, bills, medical bills. They got their own food they have to put on the table to feed their own kids or whatever the case is. You're just looking for some sound advice from somebody who actually can take two minutes out of their time and just say, hey, I love you. Whatever I can do to help you, let me know whatever I can do. I do whatever I can within my power. This, just hearing those words are encouraging. You know, the book of James. Chapter three talks about the tongue. And just how important the tongue is. What the tongue does, what its purpose is, how it affects us. And um, I want to read that to you, if I may. Because. I walk alone, that lonely walk, just like you. The book of James chapter three tells us in verse five, even so the tongue is little, it's a little member 
and boast great things. Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindles. Verse 6 says, And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members, that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature. And it is set on fire of Gehenna. Gehenna is hell. For every kind of beast and of birds and of serpents and of things in the sea is tamed and has been tamed of mankind. But the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. Verse 9 tells us, Therewith bless we, Elohim, talking about the God, even the Father, and therewith curse we men, which are made after the similitude of Elohim. Out of the same mouth proceeds blessing and cursing. So the tongue can curse or it can bless. It can heal or it can destroy. The tongue is like a fire that kindles. It can do damage, family. Hence, this is why we should be more respectful of how we talk to one another. And I should know firsthand what that's like, because in my anger, a lot of damage was done just by the tongue alone. You know that James chapter 4 verse 17 says, uh, well, it's not even James chapter 4, it's more so Ephesians. I told you that Ephesians chapter 4 verse 29 talks about nothing should come out of our mouth but good things. Or things that we should be able to say without cursing. So, you know, we make, we make mistakes, we're human, we backslide, we do a lot of things. And a lot of times that karma that we have... We bring it on ourselves. We all have a path to walk. And not everybody's going to know your path. Um, what does the Bible say about being equally yoked with someone? And that can refer to. Between a man and a woman or a family member. Or anybody of that nature. Um, 2 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 14 talks about what equally yoked is you know there are 11 ways you can test your relationships with people but 2 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 14 first says do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers for what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness or unrighteousness? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? And as I was stating to you at one time before, it also goes into continuing and in saying, um, Jesus Christ, what relationship would Jesus have with Bilal? Right? Bilal meaning Beelzebub or the devil. So that's comparing apples to oranges, is it not? Now, yes, opposites attract family. We get that. A man and a woman, for instance, would make a prime example of that. 
women and men are very similar in nature and they're very similar in terms of things that they may like individually. But in terms of the nature of a man versus a woman, they differ. And I mean more than just through their reproductive cycles and organs and more than just the fact that a woman has a certain amount of chromosomes and this and that. I mean, the very natures of one is different from the other. It's what makes them bind. It's what makes them see each other from one another's perspective. Women operate more from a feminine perspective. Men operate more from a masculine. But we both have as individuals both masculinity and femininity in terms of how our brains are uh, wired in terms of the left and right hemispheres and also the nature of the of, of the of the universe that you like to give homage to i like to attach the creator to that because it is he or she who has made the entire universe and when people just love to give the universe all this love and respect i get it but to me if you're going to put the principle with the standard the principle is the most high and I've said this before. Um, that in itself can be the balance as well as the opposition. And it's not always meant for a man to know everything about a woman. And it's not rightfully always the woman's right to know about a man. And I'm not saying it's not the right of a man or a woman to know each other. It's just not in our makeup to always be able to understand this is the way I should have said that one another. It doesn't mean we don't want to. God knows I didn't mean that. <laughs> because if anything, uh, the greatest accomplishment a man can ever achieve is understanding a woman. And I say that not out of sarcasm. I say that out of being um, venerating women because women can be very complex. It can be very complicated at times to a man. Because man can be just simplistic in a lot of things. Uh, women have to have um, somewhat of a variety in certain things. And there's nothing wrong with that. Again, it's just based on differences. Um, but I think getting to know your partner is more of an accomplishment than getting to know yourself. If you were to just leave it at that. Knowing yourself helps because if you know how you are, you can help somebody else. Uh, relate to you but you can't make them understand you no more than they can you that takes time and that is the blessing in being with somebody and you don't always have to walk your pathway alone per se if y'all are equally yoked um, yes I mentioned there were 11 ways you could see if you are uh, Compatible in the sense, and it doesn't just mean relationships, it can be a relationship bond with a friend, um, a sibling, parent, or whomever. But primarily, the Bible doesn't speak on directly or say directly relationships, but that's what it's implying. Um, because it does say partnership. <laughs> and that can be any kind of partnership, especially relationships. But it definitely encourages and urges us to look at what are those 11 things. And I'll give you four of them off the top. The very first one has to be you both are believers. And what are you believing? Are you both equally yoked in your beliefs, especially when it comes to the creator? 
A lot of people say, oh, it didn't matter if he's a Muslim or I'm a Christian. You know, they can live together. They can coincide. They can coexist. The thing is, are they close and similarity enough for you to be able to relate? Because I hate to say it, but because of religion being the way it is, it has created what they call religious wars. My religion versus your religion, my beliefs versus your beliefs. It can be a very sensitive topic because it's based on somebody's spiritual level of where they are and what they believe. So if you're not equally yoked, Lord knows that's not going to work. The number two would be you both want to grow in your walk with the creator. That's what's going to make it happen. I have had discussions myself, um, you know, at a time where I was saying that, you know, one of the biggest mistakes I felt was made was that there wasn't enough of the creator being put in, into the relationship. And when you don't put God in the relationship, just like if you take him out of the schools um, and they've done that and you take him out of everything else, guess what happens? Man has always wanted to show God that he didn't need him and he didn't want to have anything to do with him. So guess what? God removed himself and now look at where we are. Because there is a way that seemeth right to a man, but the end is death. The father doesn't want to force anyone's hand or he gave you free will. So he doesn't want to make you his slave or make you love him. He wants you to come to him of your own volition. But he's not going to sit there and sugarcoat and say, well, if you follow me, life is going to be peaches and cream. He'll give you the peace no one else can give you. No meditation on this earth can give you the peace that the father can when you accept him in your heart. That's in John chapter 14, verse 27. So if you want to know more about what peace's job is, read John 14, 27. The third thing he wants to know is you make God, him, the first priority in your life even over the other persons in your life. So that means in this exact order, chronologically, it comes first the most high and then your family and your lovers and all your other loves because nothing should ever be before God. And that includes your children, your family, your lover, anyone because they didn't create you, he did. They don't know you like he does and they aren't the ones that's gonna determine your salvation, he is. So that shouldn't be hard at all for anyone who truly loves him and walks with him for that to be an issue in their life. And if he didn't want you to have somebody, he would have never gave man a companion. So think about that. And the fourth one I'm going to give you is you are committed to helping the other person to do what they need to do to grow spiritually. Do you have a partner that's willing to help you grow spiritually and you help them? Are they willing to walk with you together as a couple with the Most High? Are y'all willing to do things together? Forgive one another. These are very important things to ask and look for based on 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14 in terms of being equally yoked with somebody instead of being unequally yoked with them. And it all stems from number one, are they a believer? And two, are they willing to walk with you in the Most High? If you don't have someone like that who's not on board with those things, it's more than likely it's going to be hard to work. Um, number five was this. You have similar values in ministry and theology. 
like I was saying about the Muslim and the Christian, they can live together. I've seen it happen. I know people who coexist in their religious beliefs. Uh, they've somehow worked out the balance of things. But it can't affect them because especially if they have children, they children can either go either or. But you kind of want everybody to be on the same board, you know. Um, but people's belief systems are their own business. I don't get in too much into that. I don't have nothing to, to say. And if you ask me my opinion, I'll give it to you. That's why I'm only going to give you all. Of, uh, I gave you five, but that's all I'm going to give you. I'm not going to give you the other uh, other six. If you really want to know what they are and you really don't. You know, if you if you feel like you, you don't need to know, fine. If you want to know, email me, <laughs> email me. The email is in the description of this podcast. Um, I just wanted to say that, though, because we all walk this lonely path, whether we're with somebody or not. But it helps to have somebody to be equally yoked with who will get you and you get them. And you both are looking for the change. It's not something where someone is in competition or they're looking at, I know the Bible more than somebody. Forget all that, man. We're here to eat and to help one another. That's how you grow. We both have something to contribute. We both have something to offer. Let's do it in honor to the Father to glorify Him and to make our relationship tighter. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what any person who really wants love in their life wouldn't want that. Sometimes things sound really good to the ear, but when it comes time to actually put it into action, to put those works in, as the Bible says, it just doesn't, it falls by the wayside for some reason. And uh, I'm just talking in general, family. I'm not saying this about any particular persons out there. I'm saying this that this applies to all of us. And by all, I mean myself included and any of you that's listening. And for those that's not listening or don't know about this show, it still applies to them because we're all humanity. We're all human beings. We all want pretty much roughly about the same things, but we don't have sometimes the right people in our lives to help support us in these things. That's why I keep saying a lot of times when I make references to 1 Corinthians 15, 33, it speaks for itself. Evil communications corrupt good manners and what's considered evil or iniquity is that which is opposite of what God wants for you. And if you're not doing it his way, then there's no there's no other way but to look at it. (laughs) Okay, so it's not that I'm making any passages or personal attacks or judging any people or any persons. I'm saying that if you're not willing to rock with the most high and what he's trying to give you instruction in doing. Because that's what the scriptures are, their instructions. Then you're going to learn the hard way. I told you we're in the time of the revealing where the truth has to come out. And the reason why he's separating people, and this is what holy means. It means to separate, to set apart. It literally means to set apart from. So what it simply is saying is this. He's in the times where he needs to know who's really with him and who's not. And no, you're not going to get everything right. No, you're not going to follow all the Ten Commandments. No, you're not going to be a saint. Yes, you're going to backslide. Yes, you're going to fall into sin. But if you have a repenting heart, he gets it. And he's under his grace. Okay. And the only thing I'm saying is this, fam. He's trying to separate the wheat from the tares. And if you don't know what the word tares means, T-A-R-E-S, it means weeds. W-E-E-D-S. Wheat and weeds. They look the same when they're coming up until they're fully mature and then you're able to pick them out. But it's hard to tell one from the other because they're so identical and they grow together. All right. Cain and Abel were brothers. They grew up together. 
They had love for one another till one got so upset and jealous that he killed his brother. Okay, he was the tear. Because God found favor more with 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 uh, Abel than he did Cain. And Cain was jealous and he got upset because of it. But the point I'm making is wheat and tares. Separating the wheat from the tares, you're separating the sheep from the goats. The scriptures tell us about this. And so to be equally yoked and unequally yoked is wheat and tares. You see what I'm saying? So it's got nothing to do with me saying what I think. It's every bit of what the Bible says, and I'm going to rock with the scriptures, man. And if somebody's rocking with me, then this shouldn't be a problem. But if you're not rocking with me, then teach his own. Okay, I'm not saying I'm, I'm better or greater or no more or any, or any of that crap. No one's saying that. But if that's how you're taking it because you're on the opposite end, again, that is your person, uh, personal opinion. And, uh, and I'm going to leave it at that. You can have personal opinions about J Reed at all, Favorite Radio all day. It ain't going to change what the scripture's saying. <laughs> you know, and if I had to pick between what man thinks and what God says, I'm picking the most high every time. Period. So, again, take your own chances and risk, but it's going to be yours, not mine. Um, like I said, I walk alone, that lonely walk. And I get tired of being alone at times and not having the support from family, not having that real friend or best friend you can just go to and talk to whenever you need to or just to have a conversation with. People tell me a lot of things about they got my back and they did for me, but I don't hear from these people nearly as much as I reach out to them. And I make time. I don't have it like that. I, I just make time. Just like the scriptures, the Bible tells us, man, people have to make time. Ain't nobody going to force nobody's hand. Ain't nobody going to put no gun in nobody's head. You got to make time, family. That's just what it is. All right, family, we had a little bit of a delay there, my bad, um, but we're getting ready to close it out. So we got about 10, 12 minutes in the show. But what I wanted to talk to you about um, in closing this out is that I really get it. Um, I'm not just somebody just here to say whatever I think you're going to like or talk to itching ears and things of that nature, you know. When we show more love, when we start putting our faith in our walk with the Most High, no matter what you're dealing with, He will give you the peace to deal with it. It doesn't mean that you're not going to be attacked uh, in terms of worldly problems. Uh, it doesn't mean that you're going to be um, excluded from still having problems in life. Everybody has to deal with the laws of this dimension and sometimes that comes with a price but there is no greater reward than the one that's awaiting us that's after this life and I know as much as you all love this life I love it too that's why he gave you life to experience it and that sometimes means taking a walk outside of the most high just to see what it's like on the wild side he doesn't condone it but he knows that's part of what humans do 
But remember, he knows your fate. He knows the outcome of what you're going to do before you do it and why you're here. We may not be able to see it in whole fashion or wholeheartedly or whatever. But it's a part of life for everybody. Those in the past and those now and those in the future. Every human being has had to answer in their own way. Men and women have always been at war with one another, but, you know, because we can't live with or without each other. And we're best friends if we know how to live with one another. I say, come out of your egos, but come out of Babylon, man. The Most High will wake you up to so much of what you never thought was real or possible. And he can give you far greater abilities, far more uh, love far more discernment than any of these other gods can offer you. And they can offer you some 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 pretty extreme, powerful things. But at what cost for your soul? Because at the end of the day, man, we can disagree to agree, right? Only to agree in the end. And by that, I mean Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 6 tells us, when we die, our bodies return unto the dirt, but our spirits return unto the Most High who gave us life in the first place I want you to know that the title of this podcast I walk alone that lonely walk it's not just referring to me this is a podcast title that's referring to each and every one of you as your own I individual because you do walk this path you do walk in certain shoes that other people have yet to even understand or fathom. You are someone special. And a lot of times what I've noticed with the world and the people and even some of you that I do know that have listened to the show. And when I say some of you, I mean literally more than one person. This is not in reference to one person. Uh, It's kind of like this when I say you. All of us could be watching a a national program where millions are tuning in, but there's only one camera lens that we're looking in. And of course, we know there may be more than one camera lens. They're all one unit of camera lenses. But when we're looking at that camera lens, right, we're looking at it from an individual perspective from our end when we're looking at it on our TV. The person who's speaking into any any one of those cameras may be looking like they're talking directly just to you, but they're talking to millions of others along with you. So the camera lens can be what you consider an all-seeing eye. One person gazes upon it, but it's out of many comes one. E pluribus unum, Right? And that's how you got to look at things when it comes to these podcast titles. A lot of times, yes, I am referring to myself and I give you myself as an example. So you'll know you're not alone in your walk or your feelings. I'm here to show you I am but an ordinary man who, like yourself, goes through the same everyday tests and tribulations and even certain cases, crisis. But... I'm blessed beyond measure because I'm still alive and I hoped that the Most High will continue to keep me that way and that I'm able to get a lot of his work done and I'm not uh, in any shape, form or fashion 
one to say when anything is. Just stay humble and pray for your life to be long and prosperous and try to do the right things, man. I mean, you know, every day is, is somebody or something's always testing you. But remember one thing, no matter what you're going through or what you're dealing with when it comes to talking with another person or dealing with something in general, it's not the person we're dealing with. It's the spiritual warfare that's behind the scenes. Remember, anytime that you're dealing with something or you have a problem with someone or people or family, it's spiritual warfare taking place. That's not a metaphor, family. I'm telling you the truth. It's literal. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12 tells us, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities, against the powers, against the evil rulers of this world, against the spiritual wickedness that lies in high places. This is talking about a spiritual plane unseen, undetected by natural five sense perception of humans. Another dimension of things that are occurring around us. And if the Bible tells us that if you were to see these things, you would probably die from fear. So my thing is this. Please. If you have the will and the heart and the desire Walk your path. Pray for protection every day. Pray for your loved ones. Work things out, man. I, I can't I can't stress that enough. I feel a lot of times that what I say goes in vain. Now, I don't know all your hearts. I don't know what all y'all are doing. But I feel like a lot of times some people, they just tuning into the show just to see what I'm talking about. They don't give a damn what I'm saying. The message of what I'm saying goes in one ear and out the other. They're not open to any of this. They don't check into it for themselves. And to each their own. I get it. Everybody isn't going to be touched. Everybody isn't going to be a fan. Everybody's not going to support or believe what I'm saying. And and it's going to most likely come from people, you know, folks that you that you hold in, in high uh, respect and, and you practically put on a pedestal. But no one, no one man or woman is an island. And you can't subject yourself to any one particular person because sometimes when you put your faith in man, they'll be the first ones to disappoint you. And it's more hurt. It's hurtful and it's alarming, but it's reality. Bible tells us, do not put your faith in man. It hurts because people will always disappoint you. And that means even I will. I'm subject to disappoint some of you. At some point in time, I mean, look at the things that I had been promising in the uh, earlier years about I'm going to have this and have that. I didn't do it intentionally. Things just came about. That just lets you know you're not always in control of everything. That you're subject to whatever the day, the, the daily uh, regimens are. You, you're, you're subject to it. You have to put whatever is first in your life and prioritize. You have to put one foot forward. One in front of the, the in front of the other. Not everything is going to go according to plan. This is why it tells you that tomorrow word for itself. The Bible also tells you do not make any plans without putting God's name first. You know, we're always quick to say, "Well, I plan this and I plan that." Yah, the Most High, is the planner of all things. 
You know, he's the planner of all things. And if you want to know where that is, that's in Proverbs chapter 16, verse 9, where it says the heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. <laughs> um, and it tells you all throughout Proverbs. It's also in uh, Proverbs um, 19, verse 21. It says many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. And Paul talks about it as well. Um, Jeremiah, I believe, 19 verse 21 uh, was it Jeremiah 29 verse 11 talks about the Lord's plans for man. You know, it, it, it's so many scriptures, man, in the Bible alone. You know, and oh, in Proverbs 21 verse five tells you careful planning puts you ahead in the long run. Uh, that means that those of you who like to plan, it puts you ahead. So, yes, you planning something or planning things is good. Just don't ever get too egotistical to think your plans are before what the Lord says. And the best way to address the Lord family is say, I will do this if it is the Lord's will or God's will or God's plan. If I am, I'll be here tomorrow. You know, because that's what you plan on doing. But you don't know if you're going to wake up tomorrow. You see what I'm saying? So, um, you know, if it's God's will. Now, I don't say God personally. You guys know how I feel about that. But you you know what I'm saying. And Paul tells us this. Um. And I'm trying to think while I'm talking to you, I believe. Uh, I know first Peter talks about it or Peter says something similar to uh, I believe it's first Peter chapter three. I, I don't remember what verse. So I'm coming off the dome with this tough family. So, um, you know, nonetheless, um, it's in your Bible. It's in your Bible. Um, I'm going to turn to my Bible right now and see if I can find it. James chapter 4, verse 15. Um, it'll tell you it doesn't literally say if it's God's will, but it says if the Lord wants uh, well, in the King James anyway, it says for that ye ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. So, yeah, if it is y'all's will. Right. Uh, we shall live and do this or that. Yeah, so if it's Yah's will that we should live, we should do. We'll be able to do this and do that. So, like I said, if it's His will for me to continue, I will do it. Um, because anytime man makes a plan, those plans can always somehow get undone. Just to let you know that you're not always in control of things. Uh, but if you can control what you do and how you do it, then peace be unto you and more, more, um, 
wish you all the best. But again, it always comes down to the most high what he has planned for you. Uh, We can only pray what we want and hope that he agrees to allow us to have it. Even though, like I said earlier, all things are permissible, not all things are beneficial. So you don't get every time your way on everything. But for both of us that do get what we want, it's because of free will. He will give that to you. He will allow you to explore that, whatever it is. And hopefully if it's something that you need to learn a lesson in, he will give you that um, that honor as well to bless you in doing so. I just hope that we all can pretty much come out on top. And, um, you know, I'm a changed person, even if it ain't, doesn't always show I'm changing. And I know that for a fact that I am at least changing. But there are a lot of things that have changed about me. And uh, hopefully majority of those things are good versus not so good. But I'm a work in progress. And anyone that's down to earth that has a heart that knows that, you can't go wrong, man. You know, being equally yoked, that's what makes it all possible, baby. Pray for those who love you. Pray for those who don't. Pray for everyone's understanding to be made more clearer and that the most high touched them in a way that only that he can touch them and open their eyes to things that they may be blind to or are not so much aware of and help pray for them to be touched in the way he's touched you. I mean, his purpose for them may be different, but in terms of us walking on that same path, wanting the same things, pray for that. And most of all, pray for their well-being. All right, family, we're going to call it a night. Just know that you walk alone, not in other words, you don't walk alone. You may feel lonely on your path. You may be feeling lonely right now in your feelings. You may be feeling like uh, everything right now is all for nothing. You may be feeling like a fool. You may be feeling a lot of things other than good, peace, love, and, you know, assurance. But I assure you this. You are not alone. And it would have been a good time to put Michael Jackson's You Are Not Alone into this podcast because even though you walk alone, that path that you feel lonely on walking, you are not alone. Michael said it best, I am here with you. Even though he's referring to his ex, who both of them happen to be passed away now. That's so sad what happened to uh, Lisa Marie Presley. She died at a very young age. I think she died at 52, 54 years old. And uh, that just goes to show you once again, family, life is not promised. Irregardless of what the reason was, people are leaving out of here, man. People that you and I have always looked up to or uh, never thought would, would die at any, you know, this early in their, their stage in their life. Um, it can happen to any of us. That's what I'm trying to get you to understand. Get right, because tomorrow ain't promised, man. Love the people you love. And if you have some quarrel, man, get over that stuff, man. Please get over it. Forgive the person for whatever they've done or said. If they've forgiven you, y'all forgive each other. Love each other, man. Love is greater than any of that bullshit, man. It is. Real love doesn't waver. It doesn't go anywhere. It's a healing. Uh, It's a gift given to us to express to one another, to glorify the creator. 
That's all I'm saying, man. Put put away your 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 worldly views and get with it. Gosh, I say this, I say this out of so much. My my heart weighs heavy a lot of times when I think about things, man, because if kids can forgive each other, why can't adults do it? Is the pain that deep, family, that you just can't forgive? If somebody hasn't violated you in a way that leaves you scarred, I know sometimes physical pain can be devastating and it'll heal quicker than any type of emotional pain because those scars run deeper. And we are all messed up. It's in something. Everybody's messed up mentally with something. And I don't care if you are the healthiest person, if you had the best childhood, there is something going on in your life. And if it hasn't happened yet, I'm not wishing it any bad luck on you. But you have to know. Everybody goes through trials. It's getting through them and and all of that that makes the difference. And that's all I'm going to say on the closing end. I walk along that lonely path, that lonely walk. I walk along that lonely walk. I get it. I love you all. I'm going to leave you all with a classic. So don't go anywhere. We're about to close the show out. But um, this is one of my favorite songs. And uh, well, peace to everyone. Y'all be blessed. I'm your boy J Rated All signing off saying to all, peace and namaste. We've been together for a long time, baby. Do you have to leave? I just can't live without you. So listen to me.